We now go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Paul B. and Cardi of ESPN does the college games, does so much of their recruiting stuff as the lead uh, recruiting analyst. And he also covers the Hornets here for us as well during draft time. Paulie B., Uncle P., what's happening, man? How are you? What's going on, guys? Tell us your dunk stories. You guys have dunk stories? You know what? I never got close enough to the rim to get dunked on or to dunk the basketball. Does little tight goals count? <laughs> yeah, I never got dunked on because I, I knew my role, Paul. I knew, all right, I'm not getting near that basket. Okay, well, that's the end of those stories. Yeah, that's it. We're not going to embarrass ourselves here. It's about embarrassing those that can't defend we themselves. We should have made something up. Yeah. <sighs> when, when you look at Duke right now and you just covered Jared McCain at the high school level not long yeah. ago, are you surprised that – it appears that he's already becoming maybe Duke's best player right now as we approach March. Uh, not at all, guys. Not at all. Because when you follow him from high school, which w we did very closely, I mean, he became a top ten player in the class over the course of time. But he always had he always had moxie. He always had great confidence. He was so goal driven. Everything for him was on a goals board of what he had to accomplish. I uh, didn't really put a time frame on it, but had ultimate accomplishments. Uh, it was one of the best shot makers in the summer circuit. With all the best players in the country, McCain was a dynamic shot maker. He did so as a senior McDonald's All-American game. I, I always thought he was the most ready, both mentally and physically, of all the freshmen coming in. Paul, we were talking today that, before we get into other teams here, Duke is 15-2 and two in their last 17 games. Am I wrong that I still don't really know what direction we're headed in with this Duke team, that you could tell me that it's an early exit, or you could tell me they get all the way to the Final Four? Is that sort of how you read them right now, that they're stacking up wins, but there's still a ways to go in trying to figure out who exactly they may be here in a couple of weeks? Yeah, anytime I think when you have freshmen, you, you don't have a clear identity until you have upperclassmen, experienced guys, because the experienced guys, like the older brother, right? They, they carry the way for the younger brother. Younger brother may be more talented, uh, just maybe a person who can take over a game, but it's hard to get a clear identity of a team with so many freshmen. I, I think your analysis of Duke is somewhere in the middle. I, I don't see them going to a Final Four. Uh, I don't see them exiting in the first round. I remember when we talked earlier in the season, um, I thought they were a top-20 team. And then I think everybody got upset. Oh, they're not top 10. No, they're not top 10. In my opinion, back then, they were top 20-ish. And, and that's where they are. Um, and I think that's where they'll land. And I think that's a tremendous spot. Um, and you got to look at the team for who they are this year. Uh, talented freshman with, with a star, a college star in the front court with Filipowski. And, and Mitchell's given them some really good minutes as of late. This is a very good team. Um, I, I think they could, you know, finish somewhere like Sweet 16. Paul, the Tar Heels the other day pick up a big win over Virginia Tech from the sense of just getting themselves back in the win column, a little bit of confidence underneath themselves. One of the guys that shined again on the boards in that game was Harrison Ingram, 17 rebounds. And this is something that we've seen from him throughout the year. But just looking at the player overall, you know, what do you remember, you know, him coming out of high school as compared to where he is now? Because he's, he's been such a huge piece for Carolina on the court this season. He, he's been the ultimate glue guy for them. And, and that's not a, just a phrase. That's, he, he keeps things together. He impacts the game in different ways. If, if you watch his game and his impact, he scores the ball, and he can score. He can get you 15 or 20. Excellent passer. 
he knows the value of keeping R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott happy. And I think that's where he shines. Because he knows to get those guys the basketball. He knows that those guys need to get the most shots. And maybe he's that third wheel. He can defend. He's got good size. Uh, and he brings experience. And, and he's about team. He's not just about, I'm coming to North Carolina this year and getting my numbers. That's not who Harrison Ingram is. He came to my basketball camp when he was a sophomore. So I had a chance to really get to know him over the course of you know two or three years. And uh, he's a team player, and, and he's a great piece for North Carolina this year. I love their experience. But the question for me with Carolina is, are they getting complacent at times? Because when they get complacent, I think it shows. Not just in the results, but sometimes in the way they play defensively. We're talking to Paul Biancardi, ESPN, on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, all things ACC, and some Hornets here uh, momentarily. Uh, Kevin Keats gets a huge win the other day at Clemson. When you look at the NC State program right now, it's kind of been stuck a little bit in the same area here and there. What needs to happen, do you think, for Kevin Keats at NC State for that program to become a more consistent threat within the conference? Well, I mean, that, that's really kind of a big-time thing. That's what every team's trying to do, right? Be consistent. Be great. And you got 15 teams trying to do it. I, I like this roster. I went to see them practice early in September, and I like the balance. I like the depth. I thought they had pretty good role identity. Like, they know who they are. Uh, you know, they know who they were a lot faster than a lot of teams this year. Um, you know, sometimes you lose games to talent. Sometimes you lose games because, you know, you didn't bring it emotionally. Uh, they're right there. I mean, they're right there, and I think they just need to put a couple of wins together. You know, guys, when you talk sports, especially basketball, in my mind, the month of February, it's all about confidence and momentum. And how do you get it, right? Is it a win? Is it a good couple of days of practice? Is it a great performance by somebody? Like, what ignites a team down the stretch? Because everybody talks about getting hot. And, and you get hot through confidence and, and some team momentum. Um, and I think I think State is right there. I think State can play their way into the NCAA tournament, and I think that's what you want to be if you're them right now in February. You you want to be in a position that you can play your way in. If they don't get in, you know, it's all on them. It's not like they didn't have opportunities. Now, the ACC doesn't give you a lot of great opportunities uh, outside of Duke and Carolina, but you've got to keep stacking wins together. Paul, as you can imagine, we've been marveling at the rookie year of Brandon Miller and there's a lot of comparisons made to his game around draft time and into his rookie year about Paul George, his idol, and some Brandon Ingram in there in terms of how we can get yeah. the offense that he wants. Well, J.J. Reddick came out last week and said he's seeing a lot of Jason Tatum to his game also. Do you think that that – you covered him in the, at the high school level, then the college level. Are you seeing that there is some Jason Tatum with the game of Brandon Miller? I can see that. I mean, I, I remember I did the draft night with uh, yeah. WFNZ, and I talked about Paul George that night, and I talked a little bit about Brandon Ingram. I mean, I saw that from high school. I saw that from college. Now he's into, you know, three-quarters of the way into his pro career. You know, if J.J. Reddick sees a little bit of Jason Tatum, I'll take that all day. Um, I, to me, Jason Tatum has superior footwork with his jump shot and his size. And, and Jason Tatum really slowed down. You know, after his rookie year, like most rookies do, they see the game a little bit easier. Uh, and that's the thing about Brandon Miller. We could talk about his points at 16.5 per game. 
He shoots it well. He's got good assist, rebounds decently. But the game is slowing down for him as a rookie, and that's unusual because because your first year, the, the physicality, the speed, and the terminology can make your head spin. Uh, we, we've seen a very mature and poised Brandon Miller, and I'm just so happy that the Hornets drafted him that night. I, I really am. I, I felt this is what he could do for this franchise. Paul, you're the best. We love it when you're on here. We love hearing with KB every week on the, on the Kyle Bailey show here on WFNZ. Where where are you at this week? What are you covering? What what games do you have? High school, college? Well, what's the uh, what's the Paulie B schedule looking like? Well, Paulie B just came back from Columbus, Ohio. I sent you that text message. Yeah. And um, this week I have Big South Thursday night at Gardner Webb, ESPNU. All right, very good. Yeah, I got a picture flounder of Scooney Penn and Michael Red yesterday. Paulie B sent me photos of his guys of the past yesterday. Oh, there you go. What an iconic game to go to, by the way, too. They pull the upset against <laughs> it, Purdue. It How was, about that? Yeah. It was. They were celebrating our 1999 Final Four team. And um, it's amazing because that, that was the best they played all year. So some folks <laughs> thought maybe it was the 99 team that brought them some luck. But what a game by Ohio State. The defense they played on, Zach Eady, the whole game long. The crowd was amazing at the Schottenstein Center. So for me, it was a double win, double celebration. Absolutely. All right, Paul, thanks. We'll be listening to you with KB later this week and certainly following you uh, on social media and whatever you're at. Thank you, Paul. All right, guys. Thank you. Wake up weekday mornings with Mac and Bone. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Band.